Welcome to the podcast, from our home to yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. Lovely to be with you again. And yes, I've got Chalice with me. No, Cherish. Cherish. <laughs> See, I'm always mixing them up. Do you mix your own children up? I was always doing that when I was raising our children. I'd want to call one of them and I'd say, Vange, Pearl, Serene, where's... I'd go through the whole lot of them to get the right name. Mum does that too. Oh, yes. But anyway, um, I'm going to just um, get Chalice to talk to you more in this session Cherish. too. Cherish? <laughs> See, I, I'm just... <laughs> I can't win. <laughs> anyway, um, at the end of last um, podcast, I shared how I love to write down what the Lord is saying to me because uh, I would forget. I mean, many times in the morning as I'm in the Word, I'll just get this great revelation and understanding. And if I didn't write it down, at the end of the day, you would perhaps ask me, hey, what did you get from the Word this morning? And I would think, oh, help. What was it? I mean, the day has been filled with so much and so busy and I can't even remember. But I can go back to my Mm. book. I've written it down. I haven't lost it. And I do believe that when God sees our expectancy, our faith, and that we really don't want to miss what he says, that he will give more to us. When we are not really concerned with it, oh, well, what does it matter if I forget that? Is he really going to give us more? I believe the word says that he gives those who have much, he gives even more. And, and I think that is when he sees that, yes, we treasure what he gives us and we don't want to forget and we write it down. Now, I know some of you darling mums have got little babies and toddlers all around you and you think, how do I have time to write stuff down? And I understand that. I went through those seasons too. I remember when I had three children in 17 months, I had twins for my second, then I had four under four and so on. Those were such busy, busy, overwhelming, tired days, and yet wonderful days. Oh, glorious days, even in the midst of my tiredness. They were still wonderful. But I didn't have time to write like I can now, and uh, but I did try. And I, instead of having um, a book with maybe a whole page where I could write something, I would get a journal for the year that would have about four days on one page. And then even if I could just write one scripture, even if I didn't have time to write anything about it. And, and so I would try and do that. I've still got some of those books, and I have to confess There's lots of gaps also, (laughs) because days I just didn't even have time to write a scripture. But I did what I could. And God knows, because there are seasons in our lives. There's the Mm -hmm. seasons when we have all little ones all around us. But these darling little children, they grow. 
and they get bigger, and somehow you have more time. And even when another baby comes on, but you've now got older ones who are helping to do things in the home, and it still is easier. So you you do what you can in the season that you're in. But if you're able to do this, well, do it because it will bless you. I thought I'd just give you a little. Revelation I got just a couple of days ago, and it's written here in my book. Otherwise, I most probably would have forgotten it. And I was just reading the story in Genesis of how Abraham's servant, I think it was Eliezer, it doesn't say the name, but Eliezer was his chief servant, so it was most probably him. And it says, And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master, and departed. This was to go and get a bride for Isaac. For all the goods of his master were in his hand, and he arose and went. I was arrested by those words, and all the goods of his master were in his hand. Mm. Dear ladies, Everything that's written in the Word is written for our learning. Everything is a type, even the stories, even every little thing that happened in the stories. They are literal stories. They actually happen. But there is more. The Scripture has layers. It starts off with the story, the literal thing that happened, or the literal promise that is going to happen. But then it goes down, and it, it's, it's also a type that can speak to us today. And it goes down and down into depths and depths the more we meditate and the more revelation God gives. And as I read this, for all the goods of his master were in his hand, Eliezer, was his servant and he had everything of Abraham's at his disposal to use for the good of Abraham's house. Now, lovely ladies, we are more than servants in God's kingdom. Jesus has made us not just his servants, but his friends. We are more than his friends. We are his begotten children. We are more than his begotten children. Romans 8 tells us that we are joint heirs with Christ. And all that Christ Jesus is heir to, we are heir to. I mean, we can't hardly take that in, but it is the scripture. Most of us don't walk in the truth of it. We don't walk in the truth of hardly anything in the scriptures. But we've got to start walking in it. And and this here is the type of this whole revelation truth. All the goods of Abraham were in the hand of Eliezer. He could take what he wanted. He took 10 camels, but there were loads more cannibals, um, not cannibals, <laughs> not camels, but camels, uh, camels. He just took 10 of his master's camels because that's all he needed for this trip. Mm-hmm. But whatever he needed, if he needed 100, he would have taken 100 because they were at his disposal. Now, all the promises that are in Christ Jesus are ours. And all that is in Christ is ours. 
precious ladies, all the good things. This scripture reminds me of a wonderful scripture in Philemon, verse 6. And this scripture was a scripture that totally uh, catapulted me into victory as a young mum. I started off living by my feelings and up some days, down the next, according to how I felt. But that's a lousy way to live. We're not meant to live by our feelings. We are meant to live by the truth of the word of God. Every word, as Jesus said, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is how we are to live Lovely ladies, is that how you live? By the truth of what God says about you in his word or by your feelings? No, let's get out of that rut of living by our feelings and come into all all that God has promised us. Now in Philemon 1 verse 6 it says that the communication of your faith may be effectual, effective, working, working out in your life. Do you want your faith in your home as a mother with all your little ones around you to be effective? Well, it goes on to tell us how, so let's listen, that the communication of your faith may be effectual by how by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus so what it's saying is all the good things that are in Jesus are in you because he dwells in you that's the fact That's the truth. If Jesus dwells in you by his spirit, and he does if you are born again, that means everything that is in Jesus, all his victory, his peace, his joy, his rest, his patience, his long-suffering, That's all in Christ. Those are all the beautiful, lovely, good things in Christ. And if he's in us, well, they're in us. They're all at our disposal. Are you getting the message? Isn't it incredible? Mm. It's just as Eliezer experienced all the goods. Every good, wonderful thing of his master's house was available to him. Now we who are his God's children and joint heirs with Christ, all the good things that he has promised us and all the glorious good things of the attributes of Jesus that are in him are in us and at our disposal. So lovely, darling mums, every day in your home, you can walk in victory. You can walk in rest. You can walk in joy. You can walk in victory. You can have patience when you want to blow your top. Yes, because, not that you've got it, 
Your flesh just stinks. Mine stinks. It, it always wants to do the wrong thing. But Christ dwells in our hearts and it's his life we yield to. And in every situation, when we're feeling mad, angry, our temper's getting up, instead of yielding to that, we yield to Christ. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, for your patience. It lives in me. I'm full of patience. Thank you, Jesus. When you're tempted to be despondent and down and get into a self-pity trip, that's just giving in to your feelings. No, yield to the life of Jesus in you. Thank you, Jesus, for your joy. I am filled with the joy of the Lord because Christ dwells in me and he is joy. You see, we yield to his life. We yield to his attributes, which are in us. They are all at our disposal. They are for you. You don't have to get into a state and your stomach tied up in knots and get into a terrible stress mode because Christ dwells in you and he is rest. He lives in rest. You can live in rest as you yield to his rest. Thank you, Jesus. You are rest. You live in me. I take of your rest. I trust you. I bask in your rest. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I don't have to take all this stress. I just give it to you, Lord. Thank you. I'm just going to live in your rest. Thank you. And so all the good is at your disposal. This word good, it's just a very ordinary word, we think. We use good all the time. Oh, you're having a good day. Oh, that's good. Oh, wow. I love that. It's so good. Good. We're always using that word. The biblical word good is amazing because I think I have shared with you before that we read a word in the Bible and then we look it up in the Hebrew and we blow our minds because it has so many meanings, the fullness of that word. Look, this is what the lexical of the Hebrew word for just this little ordinary word good is. Now, let me tell you. It says it means pleasant, beautiful, excellent, lovely, delightful, joyful, fruitful, precious, Wow, I can't read that. Yes, sound, cheerful, kind, correct, righteous, the right, virtue, happiness, pleasantness, moral goodness, bountiful, gracious, glad, merry, sweet, prosperity, pleasing, wealth, pleasure. All those words combine to explain the word Good, and what does the scripture say? All these good things, that beautiful description, are all in Mm. us, all at our disposal. Amen. Oh, be blessed, dear mothers. Don't yield to your feelings. Yield to the life of Christ that dwells in you. Now, cherish. (laughs) (laughs) You've been sitting here while I've been talking. That was amazing. I was just, ah. 
relaxing in that. You were relaxing uh, <laughs> in his rest. <laughs> Amen. I'm so good. Now, I want to ask you another question. Tell me about your, what do you love best about being in your family? Oh, man, I love it when we all get together um, and we fellowship. So yes. every night my family will, I mean, we'll all be busy in the den. We'll do all different type of stuff. But then once we sit down together in the lounge and just, we'll just talk about everything and anything. And that's just, oh, that's something that I cherish. <laughs> yes. Cherish, cherish. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's true because I, I think there's nothing I love more than popping over. Mm. I wonder, do you say that in America? Popping over. That's a really yeah, New not Zealand really. thing. Um, we often say, okay, I'll just pop over. We love to pop over to your home, and especially after supper when that's exactly what you're doing. You're all sitting around the lounge, and, you know, everyone of their different ages are doing their little things, but you're all together and fellowshipping one amongst the other, and it's so wonderful. Arden is here recording, and I know you love to do the same, don't you, Arden? Even though Arden and Esther are married now, uh, often when we pop over, they've popped over too, <laughs> and uh, just enjoying the just beautiful family fellowship. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. I, I think that's what family is all about. Out. It's communication and mm-hmm. fellowship, and and uh, a lot of families are not experiencing this today. They're too busy. They're too busy going here, going there, and uh, involved in too many things. Dear mothers, we we can get involved in too many things and miss out on the simple joys of family life. These joys that are so precious and make such wonderful memories uh, just sitting together and talking and communicating and and uh, you know I think in your family nothing is unsaid if there's a problem or something's happening you all talk oh, about yeah. it don't you oh yeah everything comes out <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, there's it's nothing fun. hidden oh no, no no but it's fun yeah yes and um Serene and Sam, their mum and dad, they don't allow anything to be hidden. And it all comes out and everything is discussed and communicated. And that that's the anchor of family life. That's the strength of family life. But we have to make that happen. And, mm. and that's something your parents have chosen, yeah. is that they haven't got involved in all the extracurricular activities, because that usually is for one person or just a mm. couple in the family. But they want to keep the family together. Now, I remember when you were young, and um, if you could just see... Cherish sitting here. Cherish is so strong. I mean, she is so strong. Look out if you're doing an arm wrestle with Cherish. Uh, You won't win. And uh, also, look out when you get a massage from Cherish. (laughs) Oh, my. If you want a really strong massage, come to see Cherish. She's very strong. And when she was young, she was amazing at gymnastics. Mm -hmm. She was so strong and agile and, uh, and was 
they took her for a few times, didn't yeah. they? Because your mum and dad realised you were so good at it. And and so they went along a few times and they said, oh, wow, this girl, we could train her for the Olympics. And they just wanted you to get so involved. And Oh, then your mum realised, now this is not the life. Yeah. we would, You would just be involved every day. It would take over family life. And so they quit it. Mm-hmm. Well... You haven't lost out by quitting that, Oh, have no, you? no, no, no. Oh. I think I've gained a lot oh, more. Absolutely. Yeah. You, your whole life would have been running around like a lunatic. You wouldn't even know no. the joys of family life yeah. that you experience today. I wouldn't even know my cousins, and we're no. so tight and close. And uh, yes. my brothers and sisters. Exactly. So. Yes, that's another thing. You so you have your brothers and sisters and then the cousins. Yeah. And the life that you have with them, well, actually here on the hilltop, it's like, what would you say, a young people's group every day and night of the year. <laughs> it's so wonderful um, because they have so much communication together too. But it, it's just such a, a wonderful life. And But, you know, dear mothers, we do make the lives that we want for our family. We determine what we want. And uh, some families, they determine that they just want to be running around everywhere, taking their children here, there and everywhere. And there'll be all good things. I know that because I know all of you just want to do good things. And there's so many good, 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 good things you can do for your children But sometimes these good things are not the ultimate best and we miss out on a lot of the really best and most wonderful things because we're too busy doing good things. And so we do have to watch that. I really encourage you to make family life. Did you know it doesn't just happen? You have to make it. You've got to decide what you want and you have to make it happen, and uh, it will be such a blessing in your family. Yes, and you're, of course, now you're earning some money. You're saving up. Why do you want to save some money? I really, really want to go to um, Israel. Yes, and that just would be yeah, great. go and see all the amazing, cool places. Yes, maybe. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll have to come with you, or you'll have to come with yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> because oh, I've been to Israel. Let me see. I think about five times. Oh, but you never can go too many wow. times. Uh, it's just you're never the same again once you have been. Yeah. So that would be wonderful. And uh, any other places you want to go? Um, I want to go back to Liberia mm. and uh, visit some of my family there because my older sister she's thinking of going next year to um do some stuff over there and uh yeah so i really yes when sam and serene adopted they adopted five uh children from like five how many wait on we've got to count them all up no six yes i think (laughs) help lose count but there were three of you yeah because that was um uh, so you've got Sila and Isaiah and you, mm-hmm. three siblings. The others weren't siblings. And um, so 
Sila is married and she has six children. She has three of her own. And then Sila went back to Liberia and adopted another three from Liberia because they were family members uh, whose parents had passed away because of the Ebola over there and so on. And they just were grieving that they had family members, little children who were left with no one to care for them. So they brought them back. And now she has six little children. And she is doing such a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. See, Lara is just the most beautiful wife and beautiful mother. And uh, Isaiah, some of you may remember praying for Isaiah. He had a, a terrible uh, car accident and uh, they um, it was a head, head injuries and... Um, they didn't think that he would ever even live. And uh, if he did, they didn't think he would ever come out of a nursing home. But God answered our prayers and your prayers. And uh, he came out and he is doing so well mm-hmm. today. And then there's Cherish. So there yeah. were three siblings. Yes. And anyway, uh, Sila, she is wanting to set up an adoption agency, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, so she's going back there to do that. Oh, now, before we uh, finish today, mm. another thing, although uh, Cherish has graduated now, um, when Sila, sorry, when Sari was homeschooling her, she would give the girls projects every day, essays to write and always getting them to write because writing is so important. And some days she'd give them a subject to write a poem. And I've read some of your poems and they're Mm. so lovely. I want you, I'm looking here at this one. You wrote When Little Solly Was Born. Mm. Um, Let's see, have we got, I got it here. Yes. And Solly, her name is actually Solace Ling, but we call her Solly. And Solly is about uh, 10 months now, isn't she? Oh, I should know, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She just grows every day. Oh, she's getting so big. Read the the poem you wrote when she was born. All right. So it's called Solace Ling. My dear lovely sister, Solace, so kind and so sweet. You're a bubble of sunshine I'm so privileged to meet. As I fondly gaze upon your face, I see a wonderful glow, filled with love and joy, which I pray will stay as you grow. My dear little sister, God will use you for much for much more. Small you are now, but in time you'll bless people galore. Beautiful solace, we welcome you into the arms of the beloved. He will be your guide, your shelter, your protector from above. Yes, tell me how you enjoy Solly. Oh my goodness, she is definitely a bubble of sunshine in our house. Yes. The sweetest little cute thing. And yeah, I'm just, how we're so blessed. How do you love having a, another baby come oh, into the home? It's definitely another amazing new thing. And it's just, I don't know, just there's a whole new environment. Yes. Like, I just love it. And I can never get tired of babies. Oh, so you're hoping that mummy will be able to have even more babies. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. Oh, now I remember when you wrote this one about America. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. I know, but I had it. Wow. I just lying around. Yes, and I found it today and I thought, wow, this was Cherish's poem. (laughs) 
So read it. Wow, it's you it's, can you, read it. No, oh, because you you've got to read this powerfully because okay. it's a powerful poem. Okay, I hope I can do this. All right. Yeah. America, America, oh can't, oh can't you see? America, it's time to fall on your knees. Our country is raging and falling apart. Evil is attacking our very own hearts. It's time to come back to the arms of God and leave behind the evil of this world. Our Father in heaven, who's watching above, wants to give each one the gift of his love. We just have to be willing and allow him in. He is more than ready to wash away our sins. America, America, turn back to God who awaits. Who waits with his arms wide open? It's never too late. That's powerful. Oh, now that you have graduated, you mustn't stop writing mm. poems. You've got a yeah. gift for them. With this one, yes. uh, the America one, yes. I was actually like, I did this on my own, yes. and it was not for my school. And oh, just it wasn't yeah, for school. I, you just got a burden I to just, write. Yeah, I was sitting down and I had, you know, I had a paper and pen. And um, God, I was just praying to God and everything that, and He literally gave me yes, that poem, and powerful. I just, I just kept on writing. It was just like God, yes. giving it to me. So, oh, that is cool. so wonderful. Yeah. Yes. One more yeah. about about shining our light. Oh. I like that one too. Okay. So this one is called, "Is Your Lampstand Locked Up?" Is your lampstand locked up in the basement to waste away? Or is it shining fervently throughout all of the day? Is your lamp shining brightly so the lost can see? Or does it stand in the dark, withering like an old tree? Do you fill up your lamp and never let it go out? Or do you let darkness cover it and fill it instead with doubt? Let's be a lampstand that shines out firm and strong, blinding out everything that's evil and wrong. That is so great. Yes, I um, love to come over and read the poems and stories you girls were writing, and that's yeah. why I had some of them here. I pinched them. <laughs> yes, well, our time has gone so quickly again, and mm. I love to pray for you each time, but mm. I even found a prayer that Cherish had written, so I'm going to get her. It's a prayer for yourself, okay. isn't it? Yeah. But I think you could pray it with her. We can all pray it for ourselves mm. as Cherish reads it. Okay, darling. Yeah. My life won't change truly apart from being with Christ. Instead of dwelling on stuff that doesn't matter, I want my first thought in the morning to be about thinking and praising him. God, you, are never, you never created me for my own self, my own pleasure, my own fulfillment, and my own desires. You created me for your image, for your likeness, for your love. Father, I put off every work of the flesh. I say these things shouldn't own me and never will. God, I thank you for being my father. Lord God, I put on your tender mercies, loving kindness, and I rejoice that your heart is inside me. I rejoice that I look through the eyes you behold in the Father. Thank you for changing me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, for changing each mm. one of us. We just yield our lives to you again, that you will change us, that we will allow you to change us, that we will not stubbornly stay in our rut, but we will let you change us and grow us into your image. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen.